Welcome back, listeners, to a bar in a desert surrounded by color-coded kung fu combatants. Our heroes have decimated every foe so far, but does Clyde have another Nokia phone? And what will Baltus pull out of his trench coat? All these questions and more will be answered on the second episode of Demon Hunters, a Comedy of Terrors. These are mysterious occurrences. These are unexplained phenomena. These are shadowy figures and unidentified flying objects. These are fortunes untold. So when last we left our heroes, you had just defeated the three storms. They were laying there scattered in front of the double deuce, but you looked up and at the top of the hill was the entirety of the Wing Kong Kung Fu Collective. So uh, <laughs> don't know how you're going to get out of this one. I don't solve them. I just put you in them. So. <laughs> Clyde looks around. Boltus, everybody else, back inside. <laughs> I concur with that logical statement. Uh, everyone else does, and they all run inside and slam the doors behind them. <laughs> Hopefully after we're inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You all get in, and then the, the doors get slammed. And uh, even even Wade is, is inside now. Uh, Clyde, look, I'm looking for a back door or a kitchen entrance or something. We need to get out of here. Yes, I do agree, Clyde. It's time to make our exit. Yeah, the uh, Wing Kong guys, you, you kind of glance out the window. Unfortunately, they seem to be doing a lot of screaming and power stances. Like, they haven't <laughs> charged you just yet. I guess they're psyching themselves up. Uh, but but they are, They it looks like they are getting ready to charge. <laughs> there are a lot of them bastards. And uh, Amrit looks out the window and goes, we are seriously outgunned. Does anybody have a Swiss Army knife? I'm always uh, outnumbered, but I'm never outgunned. Ask him. He's the one that keeps everything in his knickers. Baltus looks down, opens his coat, and says, Lupin, now would be a time for that Swiss Army knife. All these things start throwing out, like, random other knives. Just, like, <laughs> uh, just start hitting the floor, hit the floor, hit the floor, and then suddenly, on the top of the pile, lands a Swiss Army knife. Thank you, Lupin. <laughs> it's perfect. He grabs it, pops out the tweezers and the toothpick, says, it's really the only part of these things you need. Throws the knife <laughs> over his shoulder, grabs the cipher, and presses the back of his head. Back of his head pops open to reveal the what apparently is the computer part, the computer <laughs> brain of the android. Well, he just voided our warranty. And I was going to do that. Amrit <laughs> jams the toothpick and the uh, tweezers inside the back of the head of the android. There's a smite, and a pop, a little smoke. <laughs> Pacifism protocols negated. Oh, delightful. <laughs> All right. Well, now we got a killer android with us. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. All right. You guys, get out the back. We'll try and hold him. So, um, there's a kitchen over here, Clyde. Let's make our exit. I would agree. I'd agree. Is Amrit, like, setting up for a last stand? Is that what he seems it to be doing? It looks like. Because, yeah, he's got his, he's got the AK-47, and he's, he's cocking it, and it looks like he's flipping over a table getting ready to... <laughs> Amrit, leave the Mark III behind. Come on. You ain't, there ain't no way you're going to win this. All right. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Clyde will... Looks like he's done this before. He he just hops the bar, <laughs> kicks open the door the uh, door behind the bar to the stock room, kitchen, whatever this is. Let's go. We're leaving. So I guess we move to this bustling kitchen <laughs> that's at the back. <laughs> well, I'm hoping... I don't imagine it's that bustling. It's bar, but yeah. I don't know. What do we got? What do we got going on here? Well, it is a bar. But strangely enough, it has a very big kitchen with a lot of tables and, and counter space and like what, like 10 guys in white chef's outfits <laughs> chopping things. Like, you know what? I, I don't even care anymore. Come on. <laughs> and Clyde just 
barrels through. All right. There is a door to the back, of course, to get to the outside. He doesn't even slow down. <laughs> he just... Baltus is through. very confused because as he's walking, he's like, I swear I saw some guinea fowl back then. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it wasn't guinea fowl. It was quail. Now, come on. <laughs> I know you my uncul- guinea fowl. You are an uncultured git. Now, let's go. And yeah, just bust out the back door. All right. You burst through the back door. It flies open. It's one of those with the push handle security door. And as you burst out, you're not in the what you would assume would be the back of uh, a bar. You're in a parking lot, parking garage. What? It, it's, uh, you're definitely underground. Now, and, there ain't no, there was no, what? God damn it. <laughs> you look around, it's totally empty. I mean, there's the painted lines for all the cars. There are no cars in this except for one. Off in the distance, there's what looks like an old, like, four-door Toyota, like, Celica or Camry or something like that. Just some generic sedan. Trunks popped open. This ain't going to end well, but I ain't got a better idea. Come on. And I'm, Clyde is just going to go running for the car. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Baltus closed the door. And can I prop something up against it to, like, hold it in place? Uh, do you have anything in your coat? Actually, let me. Okay, I'm gonna roll for it and see what what Lupin can pull out. All right, see so um, if you can pull out something from your bag of tricks, man. So I guess that would be a quick and a fringe. Yeah, let's say quick because you're trying to do this and you're you're trying to do this before they manage to get through. Uh, we're gonna say it's a difficulty of five because this is not. It's not challenging to pull out like a doorstop. A five. Whoa! Better to be lucky than good, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you managed to find like a crowbar or just like a possibly an old antique statue that you can jam under the (laughs) Byzantine statue (laughs) this is worth over 50 million dollars it's going to be an excellent doorstop (laughs) good and heavy so he just dumps it and like takes off right after I played (laughs) all right this is the weirdest Monday I've ever had and that's saying something. So yeah, Clyde's just gonna go hell for leather for the for the All car. Right. You get to the car. Is it full of bullet holes and blood stains <laughs> like everything else we've run into? Uh, well, if you're gonna be, it's it looks unharmed. Okay, but I, but I assume since you're taking it once over, you're gonna look in the trunk. Of course. There's a looks like a digital clock. Oh lord! And a bunch of dynamite. Is there a cat? There, nah, not that you see. But uh, it is mm. it is counting down from seven minutes. <sighs> oh. Hail. So what you gonna do? Oh, hail. Clyde reaches over as uh, Boltus gets nearby and grabs his coat and kind of yanks it open. Hey, you in there. What is it, Lupin? I need some wire snips, a screwdriver, and a 9-volt battery, like now. So Boltus takes off his coat, unfolds it so it's kind of open on the car, on the side of the car and says, Lupin, please help this gentleman with whatever he needs. Did we get rid of the android, to, or is he still here? Can we ask him some questions? Well, like, oh yeah, the cipher's still here because I mean, you you might have told Amrit to leave him there, but he didn't listen to Amrit. Mm-hmm. So. so I guess I turn around and I look, and I'm just like, oh, we didn't leave the cipher back there. Um, okay, where are we now? Location: Dallas, California, Los Angeles, New Mexico. Location: recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. Location unknown. Now I got I got a suspicion, and at this point. Clyde is elbows deep in the trunk of this car, trying to figure out, god damn, red wire, blue wire, who put a green in here? 
I got I got a suspicion. There's just too much of this don't make sense. At Mark three, do me a favor. Do a search and see if you can figure out all these situations we've been getting into. See if they're they're from anywhere. If they match up to anything in your database. We've seen this before. The the cipher stops again. Tilts his head up to the sky and opens his mouth and a CVS receipt just starts pouring out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, $3 off yogurt. Great. (laughs) Take a look at it. Boltus, take a look at that. I'm a, I'm a little busy here. So I guess I grab hold of the receipt and I'm trying to, I'm reading on what, what's in it. Okay. Uh, it's actually a, a string of pictures like you would see from a photo booth. Oh, but they're, they're strings of movie stills. Oh, so you see pictures from like big trouble in little China. Of the three storms. Mm-hmm. I think we're um, jumping through different cinematic experiences. Hey, Amrat. Uh, yeah. Oh, tarnation. Uh, we're down to five minutes, by the way. Uh, hey, Amrat, that, uh, that lady that was dead back in the apartment, you said she's a videomancer? Yeah, yeah, uh, Yasmin. Yeah, she's a... She have something to do with this? Because that uh, seems like something in her wheelhouse. I don't... I don't think so. I mean, she's not... She wasn't really a big fan of action movies. That was mostly Marcus. Well, what the heck was Marcus? And we ain't got a whole lot of time, so... How, what, what kind of time are we looking at? Well, it just sped up, so... Oh, man. Um, there's... All right. We need to find a way out of here. Uh, maybe over there? He kind of points towards an open-er area. Nah, you know... Hold it. Hold my beer. I think I got this. <laughs> Let's, uh, you know what? Let's find out if you got this. Why don't we, why don't we make you roll a little, uh, I'm going to guess that's probably a covert ops to defuse a bomb. Or research and development, because I know the intricate workings and in, in electrical components. All right. That's a good point. That's a lot of mechanical <laughs> stuff. So why don't you be real careful while you oh, do Oh, I that? hate you so <laughs> much right now. Ah, but I'm in, I am impulsive. I'd say I should do it quickly. Because uh, we only have we only have four minutes and counting. You know what? Uh, I'll let you do it quickly, but uh, I'll add a little bit of danger to it. I'm going to increase your difficulty slightly. All right, that's fine. Because <laughs> if you get this one wrong, oh, buddy. <laughs> mm, well, <laughs> eh. All right. Well, I got faith by faith dice. I guess I can burn. <laughs> well, are you, are you- also considering um, he's having help from my coat. Uh, Gremlin got my back is one of my disciplines. Mm-hmm. I did hand him my coat, so he's going to have all the tools he requires. Well, for him to get any sort of advantage from that, you'll have to roll because it is he he can't he has no fringe. He can't apply your skill. Well, uh, can I roll my d10? Give him some fringe. Um, what what approach are you going to use for that? Justify it to me. The well, he's got my coat. It's the it's the coat that has right. all the things that would naturally be required. Well, yeah, we but have, what approach? I right, mean, what uh, you, you have to using? roll an approach plus a discipline. So, Well, I guess that would be uh, careful. That would be my careful one, because I carefully laid the coat down. <laughs> it's got all the items in it. I've told him, um, or no, it would be a quick thing, because it would be quickly handing him okay, the yeah, things. Okay, yeah, I can totally see quick. So, yeah, let's do a quick plus fringe. Quick plus fringe. Okay, let's see if I can give you an assist. <laughs> Seven? Um... Yeah, I'll give him a plus two for that. I'm cool. not going to give him a huge advantage, but you did beat a DC five. So, cool. yeah, we'll see. What, what are these World War One era tools? The vintage. You need Please to organize that thing better, it. all right? Well, work with what I got. You better hope I clip the right thing or we yeah. are all gone. You know what? I'm going to add a little demon die Dark. here. I'm, all I'm going to do with it, I'm going to increase the stakes. If you... Uh, 
You fail on this. The four flips to a one. All right. Uh, mm. All right. But I did burn my demon die, so that's not there anymore. Roll well. <laughs> yeah, and I can't think of anything in my aspect I can really use to justify a, uh, a faith dice just yet. Although I'm doing hold my beer, so I would argue that I'm enduring an aspect. So if I pull this off, I get a faith die. I'll go for that. All right. <laughs> Nothing says hold my beer like defusing a bomb you've never seen in a movie. <laughs> Using tools that were pulled out of a trench coat by a goblin. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll totally get it. I can see you actually asking for a beer to come out of the coat. You got any beer? <laughs> Not that one. That one's nasty. <laughs> that one's oh. from ancient Egypt. Please. Oh, he's got his Billy beer. <laughs> oh. 14 before any bonus. So 16 with his... Uh, with his plus two. Oh, you lucky son of a gun, because I'd made the DC a 15. <laughs> you slid in there. <laughs> wait, wait, I think I got it. All right, here goes. Clip. Bloop, bloop. And it's just keeps flipping. 402, 401, 402, 401. Oh. All right. <laughs> You're uh, useful for some things, apparently. You know what? I will take that. He reaches over and grabs your uh, ancient Egyptian <laughs> alcohol. That's a little skunky, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and tosses it back. <laughs> I've had worse. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's say we get in this thing and... Well, let's move on to the next scene, shall we? Because I don't know where else we're going. And was like, yeah, this makes this makes absolutely no sense. I mean, that's... If it if it was Yasmin, video mancers don't do this. They just control cameras. Well, somebody has decided to stick us in the greatest hits of '80s action cinema. Apparently, tell us about this blonde Terminator-like dude, uh, Marcus. Sure. Yes, Marcus. And he gets in the back seat of the car, and the cipher walks around to the other side and climbs in the back. <laughs> I'll drive. Always better at it than I was. I don't take much. Well, it's because you drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> so, yeah, Clyde will start the car, and assuming that there's any signage in this garage. <laughs> yeah, you're on you're on P5, so you're going to have to drive through a few levels. But, yeah, you see how to get out. Okay, so it's going to try. Yeah. So why well, does Marcus think he's the dang Terminator? Marcus is that sort of guy? Like he's He's kind of a bro. He's a nice guy, but... If any of the team is going to be obsessed with 80s action movies, it's Marcus. I find him, I'm going to beat him to death with his own mullet. Fully, I will hand you the baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So, Amrit, you don't have any idea what his favorite movies were? I think we may have seen a few of them if he's responsible for this. I think we have seen a few of them already. I mean... (laughs) Because where else are we going to end up? I mean, he he had that mullet because all of his heroes had them. (laughs) I'm expecting Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, at this point, Clyde is uh, probably taking these tight turns through the parking garage a little too fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Baltus is used to this, so he's kind of just like, he, he's enjoying the ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what uh, what we got waiting for us outside. I just hope it ain't explosive. Okay, so yeah, you loop through, you loop P5, P4, P3, P2, P1, and you uh, come out onto the street you pop out onto the street and then immediately your car is gone and you're just four Toyota <laughs> seats sliding down. <laughs> it looks like a, a parking lot, a parking lot. Again, this is a big open air parking lot though. All right. And again, you can see a kind of a car off in the distance. 
uh, and you see a sign at the big mall that you're at, Twin Pines Mall. <laughs> what kind of car is it? Uh, well, actually, I misspoke. There are two. There is looks like a DeLorean. Uh huh. And beyond that, there's an 18 wheeler with a big airbrushed eagle on the side. Even I know which movie is this from. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what? Uh, it's giving me a headache. Running from around the side of the eighteen-wheeler, uh, you see a gigantic blonde man with a mullet, and a woman dressed in a traditional pink like waitress outfit. Uh, are they running like towards the cab of the semi? Or yeah, running away? they're into the cabs trying to get to it. Marcus, you some bitch! What the hell are you doing? Uh, Just bellowing across the parking lot as I get out of my car seat. Yeah. All right, you're gonna go after that whole. Yeah, at this point, Clyde's Clyde's just got a a, a full mat on. Okay. Uh, Mar- uh, Marcus manages to get the door open and is helping the the woman into the cab. He turns and goes, "Listen, pal, you got options. You can either come after the two of us." Or you can watch out for that van load of Libyans that are coming now. Gotta warn you, they're real pissed off that nobody's paid for their plutonium. I hate you so much. <laughs> and yeah, there's a van coming from out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think we all fit in the DeLorean. <laughs> nope, I don't think we're all going to yeah, fit in the DeLorean. Uh, DeLorean's a two-seater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there's a van... Full of men with guns and a rocket launcher, I'm going to guess. Yep. And uh yeah, and Marcus has just hopped into the cab and is starting her up. <laughs> well now. Um yeah. Uh I guess um Jeez, I'm so like I really wanna pull something out of my hat. Um <laughs> Amber's like Marcus, you mother bee. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try something funny. Very okay. cinematically incredibly cheesy. Um I've got to um I'm gonna do I'm gonna use one of my disciplines mm-hmm. and it's gonna be Gremlin's got my back. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tap my side pocket and say, Lupin, I need something that can take out a motor vehicle and he's gonna reach in and literally pushes out a cannon. <laughs> like a naval cannon like a full on naval cannon and it is lit so I have to so I have to steer it and, and aim for this thing we've gone full wily e. Coyote folks okay at this point you're definitely gonna have to roll I'm gonna make the difficulty on this one a 10 okay because to pull a it's functioning a cannon. lit cannon out that's gonna change the nature of a scene pretty heavily <laughs> okay so I'm gonna use uh, flashy and oh no, this is a forceful. It's a cannon. It's forceful. All right, yeah, and that's my definitely fringe. forceful. So, um, <laughs> fringe d6. Um, and because it's my discipline, do I get any bonus for that, or do I only get bonus in a completion of the roll? Uh, your discipline would allow you to invoke an aspect if you would like. Okay. So you could either you you could burn to either get an extra faith die now or do it later. I will see you in a minute. All right. Oh, ha ha, that is a 13. That is a cannon. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so um, the cannon's just going to fall. Like, he aims it, takes t- a couple of seconds. Right, well, you, you start to try and aim one side. Amrit has to run to help on the other. And he turns to Clyde and says, can you hotwire a DeLorean? <laughs> uh, 
And you know what? We're about to find out. And yeah, Clyde will head for the DeLorean. So he, uh, come on, Mark three. I might need your help with this one. Affirmative. And when the cannon gives it a little, he's seeing it, gives it a kick, and it just spins just the right, <laughs> goes off. All right. This huge cannonball just fires through the air. This is definitely going to be a combat and tactics <laughs> roll. And, um,. You decide what your approach is going to be. I could see either careful, clever, or forceful as you calculate the trajectory. Clever. Or you know what? Clever. I could even say flashy because ain't nothing flashy like a cannon in a parking lot, mall, a mall parking lot. <laughs> see, yeah, I don't know, but it's careful. I've carefully, I've carefully calculated this. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So careful and combat and tactics. Oh yeah, I guess I need to uh, to try and let the, them dodge. Man, Somehow. how do you dodge a cannon? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the last thing we expected, especially during that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we're going to say quick. And uh, I don't, I'm, I'm guessing combat? Or yeah, it would, be, it would be combat. I would I assume know. combat and tactics. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't decide if it was that or uh, covert ops, but I'm going to say. Yeah, I think this is more of a uh, diving for cover sort of thing, so right. I tend to think combat and tactics. Yeah, Can, uh, I was going to say. Can I also put in my stunt, no warning shots? It's a freaking cannon. If it hits you, it's game over. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. All right, let's see what you got here, okay. man. Okay. Ooh, I rolled pretty well, buddy. With this, with so does my stunt, the no warning shots, give me the plus two? Yes. Okay, so I have a nine. <laughs> Total? Yes. I have a nine. Oh, what does that ah, mean? So how, does t- oh. how do ties work? So the way that ties work... So the way it works, because I got a nine and you got a nine, that means it's a zero total. You didn't succeed, but you do get to create a boost. So you get to define an aspect that lasts for this entire scene that is good for any PC to use. Okay. So um, the cannonball messes them. Like goes sk- uh, skating across the parking lot, like bouncing, gravel spins everywhere. But the driver, like, just freaks out like you would when <laughs> yeah. a cannonball comes at you yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna call this um i'm gonna call this we walk from here okay he flips the van oh nice because <laughs> he's trying to dodge he does a total full flip and flips the van and it lands at its it lands at its side so if they're further away from us and uh they're a bit rattled and they have to get out of their vehicle i like it yeah because they're not they're not hurt they're not gonna take any damage from it they've still got their weapons and all of that good stuff but yeah they can't run you down in the van. They're far away. It's going to take them a little while to get here, which is also going to give Chad more time if he wants to actually hotwire the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what Clyde is going to try and do. Okay. So, yeah, Clyde skids to the stop next to the DeLorean, pops open the gullwing door. <laughs> they rise up like cool doors. Of course. Shh. Yeah. And looks at all the... Uh, non-standard DeLorean parts in here. Oh, absolutely. Flux capacitor, fluxing in the middle, whole shebang. Hey, he looks over at uh, at the cipher. I'm glad you guys are partially organic. Smacks him on the back of the head to open up the hatch. <laughs> Pop! Reaches in and pulls out this strand of nervous tissue. Ooh. Licks his fingers a little bit, twists it up, twists it up, wraps a little bit of wire around it, and jams it into the cigarette lighter on the DeLorean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's I think make, I can get in from here. Let's make a hot wire roll. So this is going to be, this is not going to be a contested roll. Okay. So there's just going to be a flat DC. 
you're gonna roll. This is definitely your weird science, your research <laughs> and development. So, uh, so yeah, it's R and D, and then whatever approach you feel. Well, I'm in a rush, uh, so I think I'm gonna go with quick. Okay. And I want to say that uh, well, this is definitely a duct tape and bailing wire kind of moment. 100%. So I'm gonna invoke that stunt. Yeah, that that works. Okay, so if you're gonna invoke that stunt, that means I do get a demon die. Thank you so much. But you do get uh, to add. You can either. Well, no, this isn't an oh, aspect. No, this stunt, is a stunt. Not an aspect. Oh. Yeah. This gives me a plus two when I'm quickly creating advantage using mad science. I'll get that demon die <laughs> yet. And my little dog, too. That's right. You meddling kids. <laughs> How many do you want? You've got three. GMs got always want right more, now. man. Wait, do I have three? Yeah. Oh. Remember I used two in the beginning? Oh. Don't help. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll give myself an extra one for your help. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> That is a 13. 13. Yep. I was thinking a DC 15 to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, Did you get 13 plus with the plus two? That's including the plus two. Yeah, it's an 11 plus the uh, plus the two. So 13 I should have said, but yeah, I was thinking a 15 to hotwire unfamiliar mad tech. So. You just want me to to uh, to try and burn a faith die. I do. Reroll something, don't you? <laughs> the problem what? being is re-roll is not going to do me a tremendous amount of good because it's, well, that's not true. Well, I can re-roll the d10. There is another option for the, the faith die and demon die. Mm-hmm. Andrew can burn one and give you an additional d6. That's another use of the uh, the faith die. Huh. I'll go for it. So what I'll do is I'll pull a key out of my, uh, um, there's not enough voltage in one of those idiot machines and he takes it, he pulls out a key and it happens to be Ben Franklin's key. <laughs> And he chucks it at you uh, across the park uh, from where you are. Ow! Be careful. It holds a lot of voltage. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. Maybe even 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> well, I certainly hope to. Soap so. And he turns around. Instead of jamming it in the door, he jams it into the cypher's head. <laughs> <laughs> Up his nose. <laughs> That'll work. All right. Roll your D6. Hey, that's actually a three. That's a 16, man. <laughs> the DeLorean, the lights fire up, the back end kicks in. You got you got a car, man. <laughs> well, I got a car. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> Cypher, y'all, y'all types are pretty strong. Grab onto the top and hang on. Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> and Clyde throws himself into the driver's seat and uh, gives it the Hollywood-style quick burnout. All right. And go and, and heads for uh, Amrat and uh, Boltus. So I'm going to do one of the things I've always wanted to do. Jump in the side of the DeLorean and pull out my, uh, pull out the ghost gun. Getting ready. And I'm going to be like, Amrat, get in. Amrit turns, slams the door of the DeLorean closed and says, go find Marcus. Make that son of a bitch pay. And he turns and starts uh, firing, suppressing fire at the uh, Libyans. You heard the man. Let's get out of here. Yeah, every man's got to pick his end, and yeah, Clyde will just floor it. All right, <laughs> maybe even get the eighty-eight miles I was an hour. Say, how fast do you want to go in this <laughs> DeLorean, man? Uh, eighty-eight miles an hour in the direction that the uh, the truck went. Okay. So yeah, so you start uh, you start speeding up. The the digital dial starts ramping up. 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. <laughs> when this baby hits eighty-eight miles an hour, <laughs> you're going to see some serious stuff. Bolt is actually going to turn to. Uh... Turn to Clyde and say, do you know these actually don't go up to 88 miles an hour? They don't Shut have the up, Baltus. <laughs> right about then, 
85, 86, 87, 88. Boom. <laughs> There's a huge flash of light. And uh, we've gone to plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the movie you want to go to? <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly the car violently stops as you slam into a wall. <laughs> now, you know physics. You know how physics work. Both of you do. You're clever. Generally. You're going 88 miles per hour. If you hit a wall, you should probably be like goo. <laughs> but you're not. The car is... Like, the car has stopped. Like, it's not going anywhere. Mm. And you apparently ran through a glass, like, window or door. You ran through a lot of glass. Like, there's there's shards of glass everywhere. The car is smoking and not moving. Probably missing a front tire you don't know just yet. But you're not dead. It just looks like you ran into, uh, like, a uh, building wall, maybe? Like, an interior wall. You didn't run into the side. Prime myself is, from the smoking wreckage. <laughs> Bolt is going to kick open the door, stand at the car, and go... <sighs> your drives are always an adventure. Straight you love it, hell. you know it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, look around, see where we have ended up this time. Okay, so yeah, you have hit what looks like an old, uh, like, fake wood paneling, 80s, like, power skyscraper sort of affair. I'll go ahead and give this to you. I'm not going to make you roll. You look at Baltus. Baltus looks at Clyde. You're wearing... You're not wearing your regular clothes anymore. You're still wearing your coat, Baltus. Yeah. Because that's, that's important for you. But you're wearing a sleeveless white t-shirt and pants and you're barefoot. Both of you. <sighs> Yippee-ki-yay. As you turn and look, the cypher <laughs> is still holding onto the back of the car. He's covered in frost and wearing the same outfit. Uh... Mark three, come, you can let go of that now. Affirmative. Uh, you people here for the Christmas party? <laughs> Turn and look who. There's, there's a security guard sitting behind a giant desk. There's a big symbol behind him. It looks sort of like a W with a couple of points and circles behind it. He's just flipping through a girly magazine. He's not phased by, yeah, that DeLorean just burst through the front door Slammed into the wall. <laughs> totally unfazed by this. It's like barely looks up at you. Yeah, we're here for the party. I suppose so. 30th floor. Got it. Waves over at the uh, the bank of elevators. Well, Boltus, I get the distinct feeling that... Uh, we're not in Kansas anymore. So Clyde turns to Boltus and says, uh, you know what? We may as well follow the script. Probably the only way we're going to find this guy. And head for the elevator. So while we're walking, Baltus puts his gun back into the side of his coat and says, Lupin, can I have something that is uh, fitting to the situation? And he pulls out a Thompson and he goes, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Clyde just smacks the elevator up button. All right. So yeah, music starts happening. If there wasn't any other reason I wanted to kill this guy... That'd do it right there. Yeah. Who makes a Muzak version of Highway to Hell anyway? <laughs> and then, yeah, so you're slowly listening to, to some ACDC <laughs> on soft jazz. <laughs> eventually, you hit the 30th floor. Bing! The doors open up. There's an open area. You can see a, a, what looks like a giant conference room on the other side with a lot of people in it. Well, let's say we go mingle, have a few drinks, some laughs, throw somebody off a damn building. That seems appropriate. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So you're just going to wander in? Yep. All right. So you wander in. Um, I want you guys to give me a... Let's see. What, what will we define? What I'm looking for is a notice. So... That... Sneaky... I'll let you. I'll let oh, you define. Well, be careful. It could be several things. Honestly, I would right. tend to think it could be either careful, clever, or sneaky, as far as approach. Right. I would even say if you wanted to argue that it's a quick because you're giving a glance by, that's fine. And whatever discipline, I would say probably for disciplines, um, social engineering to it's to do with people, right? So it would be social engineering, right? Or because. Uh, because this is Die Hard, uh, it might be combat and tactics or covert ops, you know, setting up ambushes and things like that. So however you want to justify it, let me know, and that'll kind of dictate what information you get. Yeah, I think Clyde's going to go clever because uh, he's good at, at picking up on things and combat and tactics because this ain't the first time he's been jumped. Okay, sounds good. And what about Baltus? Uh, I'm going to go for clever social engineering, but I also have a stunt that coincides with this. Devil in the details. Devil in the details. Okay. Um, so when c- carefully analyzing any problems uh, or any situations, he'll come up with uh, any problems or uh, damage to any item. It's kind of his antiques thing. Looks okay. for woodworm or any of that. All right. Uh, both of you roll. I'm going to set the difficulty here at 10. It's not super, super challenging, but it's not a walk in the park. Oh, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a fourteen. I got a five. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything. You're just, you don't see anything but red, man. You're so mad about this. <laughs> oh, stab him to death with a candy cane. I don't know. on the other hand, walks in, kind of gives a quick glance because a lot of these people seem really nervous. Like, it's a Christmas party. Why are you nervous? But then you start to notice there are like nine people. You say a good solid nine that aren't nervous at all, and those nine look identical all of them are mid-height uh you see one guy he's wearing black uh, leather jacket big shades and uh so i'm gonna pull clyde over towards the hors d'oeuvres yep. and be like um there's some russian clone individuals they're not the russian clones they are said, no one of them and that guy is carrying this big submachine gun and he's he's looking menacing but then there's another guy shirtless Red bandana tying his black hair back. Oh, no. Another guy wearing just looks like a sweatsuit sort of thing. Another uh, guy, just like y'all, sleeveless shirt, but he's got an airbrushed hawk on the front. Are these are these guys all Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> yes. Are these yes. nine Stallones hanging out in the audience? Well, if he was going to pick some adversaries, he... Bloody well picked a difficult one. I, I swear. Well, we want to get this party properly started, or uh, you think we should just wander off? So I am going to uh, let these guys. Let's see here. You know what? They're not. They're not the brightest uh, boxer in the ring. So I'm gonna <laughs> get, they only got a five. They have not noticed you yet. Difficulty was going to be a ten. Well, we don't know where old buddy Marcus is. We can try and find out from here, or we can quietly vanish before the, before they notice. I kind of want to fight Stallone, but <laughs> there is nine of them, so... Uh, oh, hell with it. Clyde, so, <laughs> so we could do the whole double spin thing, where we both turn around and it, uh, like just go balls out on these clothes. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, uh, Baltus, Duck... Clyde grabs the entire table <laughs> of hors d'oeuvres and tries to hurl it at the group of Stallones. 
Ooh, okay, so that's, I'm not gonna say no to that, but I am gonna say that's probably above human capacity, so you're gonna have to justify that somehow. Mm. Because a full office table for hors d'oeuvres for 30, 35 people, that's that's heavy. I'd say, mm. sure, tip it over and use it as cover, no problem, but this is... Yeah, and if you're gonna go for that, nah, I can't really. I don't have any aspects that can fully, fully justify that one. Okay. Boo. <laughs> this ain't cheap folding table, man. This is Nakatomi money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in that case, Clyde's gonna gonna look around for the. Uh, is there an open bar at this party? Absolutely, they're not <laughs> cheap. <laughs> He's gonna go over to the bar, kind of bounce the bartender out of the way. Let me mix up something special here, sir. He just steps <laughs> to the side. And at that point, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's, Clyde starts whipping up a mega Molotov. <laughs> so, um, well, I don't know what Bolt is to do him. That's what Clyde's doing. All right. That's, I think that this one's going to be covert ops. All right. And uh, then whatever approach you want to take. Uh, I am Lashy not good at sounds ops. good. But... I'm not good at either of those, <laughs> but you know what? It's a DC5 to stuff a rag in a bottle. It ain't hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a D4 and a D6. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, I got a five. You got it. <laughs> you got your mega Molotov, man. <laughs> um, you need to pick the Bacardi 151, the real <laughs> flammable stuff. Yeah. This ain't moonshine, but it'll do. <laughs> and somehow he is he has discovered he's puffing on a cigarette that he didn't light. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. You shouldn't be doing this. It's not good for you. <laughs> and he just leans down and lights the rag with the tip of the cigarette. <laughs> okay. So I guess you go first, and I'll. Uh... That'll work. <clears throat> hey, boys! Welcome to the party. And <laughs> throws the Molotov. Attempts to throw the Molotov right in the center of them. Okay, man. Give me some. Give me some fighting rolls. Hmm. I'm gonna go. That's. A, I'm gonna argue that's a forceful, just full body hurl. I can see that. And I'm gonna say that's probably just combat and tactics. Probably so. I would I mean, say it's it's your ability to throw. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I should give their. Uh, <laughs> I guess I should let them defend. You know what? We'll do this. There are actually rules for it. If you are surprised, okay, have no idea what's going on, you still get your total defense roll or your just your defense roll, but it is only two d four. Oh wow! That's all I'm going to give them. All right. Well, let's see what we get here. Nine. They got a three. Oh. <laughs> so not only do you succeed, you succeed with style. So, so I catch all their mullets on fire? <laughs> so you can either uh, you can either do an additional D6 hits, or I believe there is another advantage if you want to do that. But, I mean, really, the D6 hits is probably your best bet. Yeah, we'll just go for the D6 hits. Okay, so you got a nine. That's that's six total. So roll another D6. Tell me that. Six. Twelve. <laughs> Beautiful. All that hairspray just goes you up in a ball of fire. Oh, you throw it, you hit. Yeah, a couple of them do have like what looks like staying alive hairspray. And you just, Adrian! <laughs> As these guys catch on fire and start screaming, all of the people in the party start panicking and running away. Uh, they are the most barely of alive. <laughs> so uh, this is when Baltus swings round, lifts the gun out of his coat, and just starts... Just tearing the room apart, unloading everything. Sheer hell. Going gangster movie, huh? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be flashy, and um, 
He's got all James Cagney on him. Yeah. You dirty rats. Wow, <laughs> perfect. Uh, I guess uh, flashing combat tactics. Sure, that would make sense. Good. And yeah, here we go. They still only get a sad 2d4 because they haven't had a chance to act. Gives them a four total. <laughs> six. And a six, so 12. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone, man. Yeah. yeah, you just, like I said, tell me what you do. You... So the gun just, it's going off, and the rounds are just hammering through them. Just like, they're getting decimated. It's one of those scenes where it's just like, they're just... It's the opening scene from RoboCop where the guy yeah, gets gunned yeah, down by the robot. I was thinking that or like Scarface. Say hello to my little friend! There you go. And he is just, like, it's just going out, and they're like, and then the, the gun's smoking at the end, and he goes, keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Although, I do have to warn you, I'm gonna blow my uh my last little like demon die uh-huh. that I've got from the bad effects. Uh-huh. There's a lot of glass on the floor from that bl- that uh, gunfire. Oh uh, crap! And you're barefoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I go over to one of them carefully and steal his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> but wait, are they the right size? <laughs> <laughs> They're a little too small. Fine. I go over to one of them and I steal his feet. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> too gruesome. Too gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I uh, tap in my pocket and say, Lupin, do you have anything for my feet? And he reaches out with two really ancient, crappy sandals. And I'm like, I really need to put a change of clothes in here. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be an antique change of clothes. Like, like a, it has to be a really You feel like you end up in full Edward, Edwardian dress. <laughs> I've got those, uh, the shoes, the, you know, the original America, the people who came to the original America, so the one with the big buckles. Oh, like oh the Puritan shoes. The, 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 like yeah. Puritan shoes come out and I'm like, well, they're not stylish, but needs yeah. must. <laughs> uh, now, where uh, where's our buddy Marcus? Well, the 30th floor is not the top floor. Of course, he's going to be on the roof, isn't he? <laughs> so I guess we go up to the roof. Because, so, yeah, there are 32 floors to Nakatomi Plaza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a uh, convenient route to the roof, like, I don't know, air vents or something <laughs> that avoids the... Uh, Elevator? Up to you. Yeah, there are the air vents. What, like I said, there's the elevator too. It's it's whatever you like, man. Dealer's choice. Now, I think we should go genre appropriate. Let's go to the ridiculously oversized air vents. Okay, yeah. They will fit you like they were made for you. <laughs> it's funny. It's like you go into the elevator and it's just like it gets to this floor and there's no other buttons. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, how inconvenient. And we walk over to the, the air vents. <laughs> What, you ain't never seen this one before? Come on. This will get us wherever we want to go. Every Christmas, just like clockwork. So, yeah, you you climb up into the air vents, yep. and uh, you just get a feeling like you ought to go this direction. Like, you're, you're, not, you're not real sure why, but, but it feels like this is the right direction. You know what? Who am I to, who am I to question the gut, gut instinct? <laughs> we will crawl that direction. All right. You crawl that direction. You, uh, it, it slowly... Uh, scales up a little bit, but nothing too bad. And then eventually at one point you have to jump over what you're assuming is probably to go like to the next floor. Uh, easily. I'm not even, it's so easy. I'm not even going to make you roll anything to do it. So you go through, you're going, you're climbing. It's almost like these vents were designed for clandestine yeah, travel. It's, it's the weirdest thing, but it works. But yeah, you get through, you're going, everything's fine. Then suddenly at a certain point, the vent gives way and you fall. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you hit the ground. Weirdly, you're fine. Like, I mean, like, you fell at least 10 feet, and you can't really dodge, so by logic, you should be hurt. <laughs> but again, like, Garrick, apparently you're fine. Yeah. There ain't been no logic in this whole thing. Yeah. Maybe just must your hair. Okay. 
but you climb out of the vents and yeah, you're just up on the, the next floor. There's a lot of fog in here. Is there inside also a thumping soundtrack? Like inside your soul there is. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. There's fog all in this this floor. And again, same thing, open office, like you can see cubicles and things like that. So yeah. I look down just to make sure I'm still wearing the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, totally wearing the same outfit. Right. You know, it it's still got there's like on one side of the walls, there's the Nakatomi logo. You're you're still in the tower. But there's it's, fog. Yeah. And then you hear. Boom, boom, boom. Sounds like something big and heavy, maybe walking around. Ah, uh, crap. It's, it's down away. You haven't, you haven't gotten to it yet, but it is, you know where the elevators are, and you're not quite to them yet, and it sounds like it's probably around that area. Well, hmm. I ain't exactly the sneakiest fella. Um. So we may have to I meet have a whatever D8 this is. Sneaky, actually. Well, of course you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, want to meet this thing head on, or we're gonna try and get it sneak on by him. I guess I could. I could do some recon though. I could sneak uh, sneak around and do some and see what we see what he is first. Sure. If he's going by movies, we've missed RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Um, I'm going to. I, I take the gun and I throw it down. I'm like out of ammo anyway, so um, he's going to uh, take off his shoes again because they're clacking all over the place. <laughs> like jangle metal, yeah. It's bad. <laughs> so um, he takes off his shoes and he starts like sneaking through. So I guess it would be my sneaky, which is my D8, and combat tactics, which is D6. I'd say covert ops. Covert ops. Yeah. Um, as a D four, oh, crummy. <laughs> Please. Oh, I get to roll this thing's uh, detect. Ah, uh, it's an opposed roll. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to sneak. Oh, dude, I'm hitting twelves here. Mm, that's pretty good, man. A D, a D, I got max. I maxed out. Oof. So I was gonna go with it's clever and it's combat ops. It turns out that is a terrible set. <laughs> I got a six. I had a 12. So, yeah, you beat him. You beat him by five. You succeed with style. Uh-huh. So you can do one of two things. I'm not going to make you pick them right now, but you can you can assign, again, situational aspects. You can either assign one aspect and invoke it for free. So, no, you get the dice, but you don't have to give me demon dice. You can create one, invoke twice, or create two and invoke each one of them once. And, again, same thing, because they're situational, you can roll... Either one of you can invoke that as appropriate. Or technically the cipher who has been with you the whole time, but it's just kind of been standing around. Um, well, any of my aspects, I don't really would help in this situation. I've got, I know a guy, manners make it the man, and Graylin's got my back. I don't know what. We'll find out. Yeah. So you sneak around, you're going quiet, you're going low, you're hiding behind these little cubicle walls, and uh, you peek around, and again, big glass, big glass walls, so you can see out into the lobby. And there's this giant, four-legged, like, horned, red-eyed thing kind of prowling around. Ugh. I mean, someone might call it a dog, but I'd, I'd really argue no, it's not. <laughs> I know where this is from. And you hear a slight thudding behind it that indicates 
probably more than one. Oh, great. Uh, there's probably two of them, actually. There might be two mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. I feel like I should get that reference, but I don't quite offhand. Are, are you Zul? Oh, it's those. Okay, those weren't... Although I was thinking I, they weren't red, but okay. No, their eyes are red. Oh, the eyes, eyes are, are red. red. Okay, yeah. that was what threw me yeah. off. Gotcha. Let's just not cross the beams, okay? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know what works on those? Fire. <laughs> Tends to work on a lot of stuff I've seen. That's I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I know this seems like I keep pulling in. I'm, can I uh, actually an aspect? Gremlin's got my back, so I want to reach into my coat and pull it something freaking nasty that will work against these. And you said I could activate an aspect for free. Uh, well, you can actually activate a situational aspect. Oh, a situational so, aspect. So, so it's one that I just set up myself. Right. Yeah. Like you, I'll I I can veto. I can suggest. I can do anything like that. But I can. Uh, you can get come up with the aspect that you feel like would help you out the most in here. So I know the exact situation that I want to create. Okay, hit it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I love it. Um, so this is full of offices, right? Yeah, yeah. So the o- there's point. an office at the other end of the hall, and I can see that there's a phone over there. Uh, past the, the dogs? Yep. It's, yeah. There's a conference room, and it's got a big uh, big, uh, big phone for doing conferences. And yeah, one of those big, like, uh, big, big polycom. Big, yeah, big polycom with the trifold thing. Yeah, that's in there. So I sneak into one of the offices, and I'm going to put in. Who you want to call? And I'm going to, there's going to be a list of numbers and I'm going to call the conference call at the bottom of the hall. That is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Hell yeah, that's going to work. Okay. So, so uh, a sneaky and a covert ops. Yeah, that sounds good. And I'll roll their covert ops and clever to see if they succeed to, if, if you trick them or not. <laughs> you can invoke this aspect for free. So go ahead and add a D6. Ooh. Yeah. So you can go ahead and blow that right now. Roll high. So that's a, that's a 10. That's perfect, man. I got a six. You got him. The phone rings. They both go, and they turn and look, and they bound down the hall. So Baltus will turn to Clyde and go, now. And we just yeah. take it off. And they say all dogs go to heaven. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we just skitter past them. Yep. Yeah, what are you doing? You shooting for the uh, elevators, or you? If there's a set of fire stairs, we should probably. Yeah, we take are going to take the stairs. I okay, don't want to yeah. be waiting, and I don't want to listen to that damn music again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you hit the stairs. Door opens. Door slams shut. Maybe one of them goes mm-hmm. and turns and looks, but you're clean. Mm-hmm. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> that and they'd slobber all over that nice suit of yours. <laughs> Can't have that. Oh wait, you're not wearing it. No, it's gone, and I better get it back. <laughs> you can take that up with Marcus. Oh, I will. And, uh, yeah, I imagine we will be heading for the roof or 32nd floor or whatever it is. <laughs> there are. There, there is, uh, there's 32nd floor, but there is also a roof. So which one are you going to do? I, figured, I figure dramatically he's probably going to be on the roof on the helipad that this building no doubt has. I feel like you're probably going <laughs> to. So for this one, Balsas is going to pull out the base, baseball bat, and he's like, this dude's going down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bet I can make all sorts of neat things out of his parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to hit the roof. Are you going to just, like, throw the doors open and just, Charlie Murphy, just burst in? Or are you going to, like... I actually want to hit the door with the baseball bat so it, like, shatters outwards, like, <laughs> splinters and everything, and it's just going to be like, Marcus! All right, so, yeah, you 
hit that door with the Bambino's bat. It goes flying. It spins. There is a helicopter there. It swings. It hits the blades. It bounces off and careens wildly. And uh, Marcus turns. He's standing there. He's standing near the helicopter. Not on it yet. Awesome. The waitress is in it. But Marcus is standing there. Suit. He's got a goatee now? Like, <laughs> what the shit, man? Okay. Like, he's actually wearing my suit. Here's who wouldn't have been it's, he's stretching it all out and stuff. <laughs> exactly. It's splitting like the Incredible Hulk. It's, it's my goddamn Armani suit. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are still here. Why don't you just give up? Because uh, ain't nothing you've thrown at her so far. Is that all you got? Are you uh, not enough of a man to actually come and fight us? Oh, I'm ready, pal. And he starts walking towards you and starts rolling up his sleeves. <laughs> Clyde will start walking towards him and doing the fist and fist knuckle pop. Okay. Bring it on. The, the, the Baltus is just swinging the bat, like, <laughs> r- like, like getting ready. Like, you know, the, you watch the baseball players walk onto the, the, well, I don't, I don't think you guys do because you didn't get my perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're, 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 all, they're going onto the field and he's swinging up and he's getting warmed up for it. And he's like, let's go. <laughs> okay. Tell me initiatives. Well, I, I think, think you should go first. But me? Yeah. Yeah, I think what's probably going to happen is I think Clyde and Marcus are going to charge each other. Right. Okay. <laughs> just just bull, bull on. Just like Mission Impossible 2, just slam into each yeah. other full yeah. speed. Yeah, I think, I think they're this. just going to go just head to head. Perfect. All right. And that's what that's what Clyde's going to do. He's, he's going to put his shoulder out and just charge Marcus. All right. <laughs> I am going to beat you to death with your own mullet. <laughs> That's just mean, man. Never insult a man's mullet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that, at least for my part, that's going to be forceful and combat tactics. And uh, I'm going to invoke my love a good scrap stunt. Okay. And can you, uh, can you actually invoke an aspect as, at the, as, as well as a stunt? I believe so. I know you can't invoke... You can't end up with multiple versions of the same die mm-hmm. so you can't like invoke three stunts to get 3d6 or anything like that but you're getting a plus and a i assume you're trying to invoke for a faith die yes so i'm gonna say yes although that for the listeners at home that may be wrong look through the book but but i'm gonna say yeah okay in that case i would invoke street fighting man okay and what it, what clyde's gonna do as is as just before they impact clyde's gonna pull a dirty trick and he's gonna drop low and basically slide through and try and kick his knees out from under him. I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, Marcus is going to resist with his forceful and combat tactics also, because he's right. pretty much the same sort of beefy brawler you are. Yeah. All right. Because that gives me 2d8 plus a d6. All right. Plus two. 13. 13? You got an 11. Oh. So barely you succeeded. Yeah. But barely counts. <laughs> I was going to say, close counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and brawls with psychotic videomancer things. Yep. <laughs> okay. So you do. Uh, you only do two points of damage, but it's only the first strike. <laughs> first blood. Mm-hmm. You, hit, you hit him, he goes, <laughs> Marcus will uh, look at the blood on his hands and just kind of lick it off and smile at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's going next? Marcus or... Uh, oh, Baltus is going to go next. So I... I well, so, now, so, well... You know, if you if Marcus goes last, he goes first in the next round. I would argue that since 
uh, Clyde and Marcus just went head to head, Marcus should go should go second. Oh, that would make sense, I guess. Okay, so Marcus is going to just punch as hard as he can. Okay. Uh, I'm not 100% on the rules here. Again, I don't think that they get stunts or aspects or anything. I don't think NPCs get those mm-hmm. unless they are situational okay. or something like that. So I'm not going to give him any. So he's just going to get his rolls, which are still nasty. Well, you know. In that case, unless we start in- invoking situational aspects, he's not going to get any of those. All right. Oh, I got a seven. So, uh, I'm going to use quick and combat and tactics and uh, just try and do the uh, a surprisingly graceful martial arts deflection and step to the side. Sounds good. Roll them up. I got a three. Well, I do see that you got a one. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't re-roll, but you can give yourself a faith die if you want to give me a demon die to use in this fight. This is the boss fight. Just go for it. Yeah, why not? All right. I get a demon. You get a faith. And uh, now you can, again, you can't immediately blow that faith die and re-roll one of your, uh, your lows. Yeah, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll re-roll the faith die. All right. So that gives me a, a D6. No, no, no. Uh, I get to re-roll and a D6 or no, just the re-roll? you just get the re-roll. Okay. You get a D6 if you do it before. You get That's a re-roll right. if okay. you do it after. But you okay. rolled a one, so. Yeah, it's not like I'm really losing anything. Exactly. That's an eight. That's a 10 total. Nice. Well, he only got a seven. So yeah. you totally, he swings at you and you're just like, get out of here with that weak stuff. <laughs> so I, it, it's less graceful than I intended, but you know what? It worked. <laughs> Turns into more of a scramble, but he still didn't hit me. All right. So Baltus. He's, he's not paying attention to me. And normally Baltus is a very, is a gentleman. But this man took his, his $10,000 Armani suit. He is going to, Hit him in the back of the head with his baseball bat as hard as he freaking can. He's pissed. Because you're wearing like a, a Kmart t-shirt. Now. Yes, he is. It, it's very, chafing very your skin. <laughs> it's itchy. This it's is not even Egyptian cotton. No. This is just garbage. This is this is this is despicable. Yeah. Mm. He's not even pissed at the amount of people he's killed. He's pissed off that the dude took his clothes. Well, of course, you know. Um, so he's gonna he's just gonna rear back and hit him. And I'm thinking that's forceful. Sounds good. And, uh, and no, it would be sneaky because it's from behind. Yeah. yeah so sneaky and combat tactics. I'm also going to add in my stun, no warning shots. Mm-hmm. So it's the plus two because he's just rooting back. He wants to wreck this individual. So plus Sounds... two damage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. I am going to use, I'm going to use his Marcus's careful instead of his normal forceful because you are sneaking up behind him. And so this is going to determine whether or not he notices you're there. Okay. So that's much lower, but that's what it should be. I got a 10 on that D10. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's an 11. <laughs> okay, I got 6 too. I am at uh, 9. <laughs> uh, can I? I'm going to screw it. Faith point. I'm going to re roll a die. All right. Mm. You made it that worse. Would be a, that would be a 10. <laughs> 10 total yeah well. so he got it by one yeah so he didn't succeed with style but he does stop your attack yeah <laughs> so he just swings past his ear Boom. yeah he just turns and looks and goes pretty sneaky bro and uh <laughs> he's just like give me back my suit <laughs> <laughs> okay top of the yeah because he's gone so top of the round what's the initiative order Oh, we get to determine it, right? Yep. Well, Boltus, you want to try and give him another whack in the oh, face? Oh, yeah. Well, he's still got the momentum. Right. He's going to just swing it around and, like, reach out with the with the bat. Just, like, 
Like he's using it now, like a uh, like he's swinging a broadsword. He's just using <laughs> all his his skills. He's like full on. I'm gonna wreck this individual. So he's gonna do. I guess this would be forceful. Go for um, a home run. See if he can hit the next building with his teeth. Course forceful combat tactics and. Um, yeah, which I could see. I could see forceful. Or if you're trying to, if you swung through mist and you're trying to get him with the backhand, I could see an argument for quick or anything like that, depending on what you uh, you feel is appropriate. I think forceful. Forceful. Okay. I've got very roll in it. <laughs> that works. I'm just. I'm shaking this now, die. Before we before we do this, you can have the option. Burn a faith die. Get your d6 beforehand. I don't want to give you too many. You've got a lot right now. I do, and, and, and I'm loving it. And the uh, the worst thing is, I'm uh, imagine I was getting a really good blow on him, and he's going to be like, and here's a bunch of other demon die. Oh, mm. it's like you know what I want to do. Man. I know. <laughs> okay. It's like you I, read my mind. <laughs> yes, Davery, I am also a GM. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not. I'm just very paranoid about you guys. Um, okay, let's full on mash this individual. Four, two, it's a six. I got an eight, man. Ah, oh, dang it. Like, I'm Marcus just messing is, with this baseball bat. Marcus is Sigma 12, man. He knows what he's doing. Okay. Poop. So I guess I miss again. Sorry. All right. So who's going next? Uh, it's going to be Clyde or it's going to be Marcus? Clyde or Marcus? Clyde or Marcus? Clyde or Marcus? I'll go ahead. Okay. Because he's, he's turned around. Uh, he's a little bit distracted by Boltus, so. Mm. Sweep the leg. All right. So uh, while Marcus is distracted by Boltus ineffectually trying to knock his teeth out with a baseball bat, uh, Clyde is, is thinking fast. He's going to look around the roof. This is diehard. Yep. There's a fire hose up here somewhere. There is a fire hose. You're <laughs> yeah. right. So Clyde is going to grab the fire hose and... Because that thing has a heavy steel end on it. Oh, yeah, man. Like big canvas fire hose. Yeah. And, a huge and he's going to st- swing it around like a uh, like a flail above <laughs> his head. And he's going to try and bring it down just straight into Marcus's like pearly white smile. Okay. What are you, what are you arguing that is? Uh, well, I'm going to argue clever uh, clever and combat tactics. I can see that. That's just smart. thinking fast, using something in the environment. Yeah. And I'm hitting him with it, so combat and tactics. Yeah, that, that part makes sense, too. All right. Yeah, I, I totally can buy that. All right. I don't get my uh, love a good scrap because that's forceful, but you know what? I'm okay with that. It's a D10 and a D8. So. All right. So I am going to say he is... Yeah, I'm going to give him 2D10 because he's forceful. He's just going to stand there and let you hit him in the face. All right. He's not even going to sweat it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and... I, before I roll this, I'm going to spend a faith die. I'm going to okay. take me a D6. All right. We gotta do some damage somehow. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, ooh, that's a seventeen. Holy! <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I rolled real well. I rolled an eleven, <laughs> but uh, that beats him by five. So I'll go. I'll go ahead and give you the option again. You can roll the extra d six of hits, or now's a good time where you can uh, add a situation. You can invoke a situational aspect. I'm gonna invoke, invoke the situational aspect. I think. Okay. So swing this around. I just bring this down on him, and it rings like a bell, and he goes staggering back, and he is perilously close to the edge of this building. Oh. (laughs) We've all seen how this movie plays out. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we have. I like the way you talk, my friend. Okay, so what did you get again? 17? 17. Okay, well, I only got an 11. So that's six more hits on this guy. (laughs) And, yeah, he. I ring his bell. He goes staggering past Boltus. And, yeah, the edge of the building, that windy drop is right there. (laughs) I know exactly how I'm going to finish this. Well, assuming he doesn't finish you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So um, 
It's going to be Marcus's turn. Yep. So I'm going to say, before I, before I start any of this, just to remind you, because your turns are going to be coming up, how many faith dies have you spent? I've spent, in total over the game? Yeah. Four. You're out. What do you mean? I mean, you only have a, yeah. a faith four, so you're out. Yeah. You don't have any more faith dice no. to spend. What about you, Chad? Uh, I have regained some back and forth over the course ah, of the game because I endured, uh, I endured aspects. So I'm actually, I have one remaining. One remaining. So yeah, you're in trouble there, but I will always remind you, still have demon dice. Uh -huh. They're sitting here in the table. You can pick them up whenever you want. Uh -huh. So just remember, if, if things look, look hairy when you make any of these rolls. Let's see, Marcus is really close to that roof, but I really like him there, so I don't want him to just charge forward. You know what? I want him to just turn to the side, spit a wad of blood out, and uh, look around. And what does that? He'll grab something like a, a flashlight, a big, like a big workman's flashlight, or something like fire axe, something like something. that. Yeah, and he just blings it at, um, let's say, odd Chad, even Andrew. You're gonna fling it oh. at Baltus. <laughs> you look more fragile than I do. I do. <laughs> so we're gonna give him his combat and tactics, and we're gonna give him his. I like this. This has got style to it. I'm going to give him flashy. Okay. <laughs> so I have to roll my flashy and my combat attack? You have to roll something that involves you getting out of, that, that involves you stopping this attack. <laughs> you get to call what that is. He's going to stand there, look at it, invoke his clever because he's got his jacket. Clever. Um, he's also going to use his fringe and also pull out, Gremlin stole my weapon. So <laughs> as it's coming to him, his... Gremlin's going to reach out and try and grab it out of my <laughs> And yank it into the coat. <laughs> I nice. love that. Yes, 100%. That's what <laughs> Nice. Do. All right. He rolled really well, man. He got a 15. So I rolled a 20. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> nice bonuses there. You. <laughs> oh. Man. I lost my axe. Every time I use the gremlin, I'm good. Every time I don't use the gremlin, I'm freaking it's done. Like it's, it's, well, that's because you apparently have a ninja gremlin. He's like, he's he's good at stealing stuff. It's that, what he does. It's that freaking D10 and fringe. I shouldn't have let you do that, no. man. You mess with my stuff. But yeah, the axe comes flying at you. Just woo, 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 well, it was actually a 19 plus. I got my my two for. Oh, it was an 18, but I got my two for. Uh, for Gremlin Stole Map. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, so it's just coming right at you and you're just looking at it. I'm just then... standing there and I open the coat like a bullfighter <laughs> and this little hand just, like, as it's about to hit me, reaches out, grabs it, and pulls it into yeah. the coat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just, he closes the coat. Son of a! <laughs> and now it's Baltz's turn. <laughs> That's a nice trick. <laughs> so how close are you? You picked up the water thing, right? Uh, yeah, the water hose. <laughs> Um, he, he's as close as the two of you agree on. So I'm gonna say you're you're gonna be pretty close to the where you can turn on the water, right? I'm sure. gonna pick up the hose and aim it at him. It's a high pressure water hose. Um, I'm gonna use my clever and I'm going to use. Hmm, it's not social engineering. It's not research and development. It's not mystic arts and it's not covert ops. It's combat tactics. <laughs> so I'm going to try and knock him off the building with a high-powered water hose. <laughs> okay. Hey. Go ahead. So it's going to be a D6 plus a D10. I'm going to give him forceful because yeah. he really doesn't want to do that. And um, I feel like this is probably going to be combat ops, or not combat ops, uh, covert ops, because there's not a lot of like horse and water hose. It's yeah. just going to be quickly getting out of the way sort of thing. 
Oh. I got an eight. I got 13. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a plus five, man. That is a plus five. Yes. I told oh. you, he's not good at when it comes to those physical blows. He's not a physical character, but when it comes to that gremlin. That's a, that's a total of five damage on his already pretty massive hits. And, oh, and it succeeds with style. I just, I, Hans Gruber's got to go over the edge, man. <laughs> so, yippee <laughs> So, yeah, you blast him. He flies out. If you could see over the ledge there, you'd see him dropping down with a panicked look on his face. Like, it's all going. And you just hear a scream behind you. You killed my flunky! Uh, and we turn, and the waitress is there. Okay. You. Her eyes are glowing green. It's like, do you know how long I have waited for you humans to create your own hell? They go ahead and do it, and you kill my flunky. This was going to be my realm. Well, let me uh, let me think of the appropriate response for that. Boo, who? <laughs> Combat ain't over, gents. <laughs> he's gonna turn around. Um, Boltus is gonna turn around, click his fingers, and he's gonna go. Ah, something I'm used to fighting. Is the uh, all right? I guess it's actually my turn now. Yeah. Is, are the blades in the helicopter still spinning? They are. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, again, I'm going to try and be clever. I'm going to look around, find a wrench or a hammer or floodlight. I don't care. Something on the roof. Mm-hmm. And I, while she's standing there in the door of the helicopter yelling at us. Monologuing. Yeah. Monologuing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fling it straight into the rotors <laughs> and see if I can just make this thing fly all to pieces on top of her. <laughs> okay. Uh, before you do that, I'm going to have you roll roll your mystic arts. <clears throat> I know, but <laughs> well, roll your mystic arts. Uh, both of you can. The DC is going to be a 10. Um, uh, do I get to use clever with that? I was going to say, you roll, you use any approach you like. <laughs> I'm going to use my clever. In that clever. case, I'm definitely using clever with that. Okay. So, yeah, roll that. This is a free. 11. Nine. Nine. Uh, together, that would work because the DC is a 10. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but an 11 gets it. So, you recognize this from, like, probably night classes or something like that <laughs> that you were taking in the warehouse glowing green eyes that's a lower level demon that means if you can destroy the eyes they just go away oh they're just gone like you don't have to actually fight them if you can just destroy their eyes good to know in that case <laughs> let me amend what i said i was going to do okay <clears throat> yeah in that case i'm actually just going to grab the nearest Let's just say shard of glass, whatever happens to be nearby, and hurl it straight at her face. Yeah, I'm going for the eyes. Perfect. Uh, just a full strength, uh, <laughs> forceful throw. Ninja throwing star style. Whoop, whoop. All right. Well, she is going to quickly mm-hmm. use her mystic arts and recognize what you're trying to do. <laughs> so she's going to roll a D8 and a D6. Oh, son of a... <laughs> I got a four. Well, I got an eight and a one, but that still beats your four. That beats it with style. That beats it with style, man. <laughs> so, yeah, you you know what? I'm going to create the situational aspect here because okay. you beat it by five. We're going to call it go for the eyes, boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to give you that plus two. Yeah, you just whiff. And it just hits right in the face. Green mystic energy comes flying out of her eyes. She screams. She wails. She you know, flops on the ground and starts twitching and flying like a Pris out of Blade Runner. <laughs> and everything starts kind of dissolving, kind of breaking down, but like in squares, in bits almost. <laughs> hmm. Well, I hope this ain't going to hurt right before it goes black. <laughs> yeah. It goes black. And suddenly, basically the lights come back. <laughs> and you're in a square room with grid colors all over it. It's black with green grids all over it. And uh, the two terror dogs are still there. But they're not moving. And they're solid gray. Looks like they turned stone. Okay. <laughs> uh, I walk over and I will crack one of them on top of the head. It cracks open, and there's a woman inside. So I walk over and I crack the other one, I guess. And crack the other one open, there's a guy in there. You won this roll. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess, this is probably Nikki and Lester. Oh, the These, remaining members? The remaining members of the team. Oh, it's good that we didn't kill them then. <laughs> well, better question is, how are we going to get out of this uh, low-rent Matrix ripoff? <laughs> Nikki coughs and just says... <clears throat> Door! Sigma 12! And then a light starts to appear, mm-hmm. draws into a rectangle in the wall, and it cracks open. Well, that answers that question. You think you can handle one of these? I can. And Clyde will haul one of them up over his shoulder, if they assume they can't walk. All right. Is Baltus is going to look down and check that he's wearing his suit again. <laughs> <laughs> you are, huh. in fact. So suit back. John Deere cap is back for And lab coat. And lab coat. He straightens his tie, picks up Clyde's cap and throws it to him and says, thank God we're back in our original attire. (laughs) Picks up the gentleman on the floor and proceeds to walk out. You walk out. You head towards the warehouse because this is going to be one hell of a mission debrief. (laughs) That's what we're going to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo. That was completely ridiculous. That was wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so that was uh, Demon Hunters, A Comedy of Terrors. And now, let's go on to that ever-important part. Let's level up. We're going to level up the characters, and we're going to talk about the game and see if it levels up. Awesome, so All right. All right, so the way Demon Hunter works is it doesn't have a, a hard and fast numbers assignment. You get what are called milestones. So it's kind of like the, the example they give is in television shows. People just change over the course of the show, but they don't slowly incrementally level up. They get things. So there are milestones. So for like at the end of a session, you might get a minor milestone. And at the end of big arcs, you might get what are called session milestones. And then maybe at the end of a season, you'll get major milestones. Hmm. Okay. So, um, for this one, although it was just two episodes, I'm going to say that this is probably a significant milestone. You've done a lot. You've really figured out your characters and you, you beat a demon. So, <laughs> Uh, what well, a wrench. Yeah. <laughs> so for the bell broken class, <laughs> yeah, you know, to the face, the way that works is when you get a minor milestone, you can choose to do one of the following. You can switch the ratings of two of your approaches. So if you figure, if you feel like you have eventually been more forceful than quick in this game, you can swap those two die rolls around to signify that your character has changed up. You can rename one of your aspects that isn't your high level concept or you can exchange one stunt for a different stunt. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So you or, don't actually add anything right. on, you're just swapping it around. Moving or, things around to right. better fit your concept. Uh, full confession, I flip the page, there's more stuff. Uh, <laughs> okay. You can choose a new stunt if you'd like, so you can add an additional one, but that will lower your devotion okay. uh, rating. Or you can clear a serious condition. So okay, it, so if you're badly hurt. Right. Like if you get the condition of like severed arm, you can figure out a way to, uh, to clear that up. Oh, I got a way for you. <laughs> yeah that's true can you uh so is there a way to purchase more devotion through the level up is uh, or the leveling up system or uh yes there is uh the the major milestones oh, okay so it's a major to increase your devotion right so theoretically you could increase your devotion and then next time around you could buy another stunt bring your devotion back down to its original level absolutely if you wanted to go that route of it okay. right so you can pick any of those things then for a significant milestone you can also either clear all conditions or step up the die of one of your approaches or disciplines by one level. Okay. Uh-oh. Now, one of the big things there is the actual maximum rating on a die for demon hunters is a D 12. Hmm. Nobody starts with one, but now's the time you could increase something from a D 10 to a D 12. If you on your to. approach or your discipline, your choice. Yep. One, hmm. either one of those. So yeah, if, if we were continuing with this and you wanted Baltus's fringe to go to D 12, totally could happen. I think Volthus would put his fringe to D12. <laughs> I'd, I'd be bouncing back and forth between mad science and uh, just brawling because <laughs> I did a fair bit of both. Because they're both so fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm punching things for science. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, unlike this game, uh, unlike the characters, this game uh, is going to get some experience points. So let's talk about it and see if this guy levels up. Ooh. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk first. Uh, Andrew? Why don't you give us uh, your critical hit on this game? Well, mine would probably be, um, I love the flexibility. I loved how like, you could use it in any arena. Like, you basically just went through a bunch of, uh, of action movies. And I, I love action movies. I thought it was incredibly well done. It's very narrative driven, which I really like. I always love the storytelling aspect to any game. Um, I love the damage dealing system mechanic too. I thought being able, like you've got your mild up to five hits, you've got your moderate up to 10 hits, and you've got your severe up to 15 hits. Being able to classify the damage that you take instead of it just being like, oh, you're mildly damaged, you're moderately damaged, or you're like really, really damaged. Like it's like, oh, so mild, I've I've like, I've stubbed my toe, so my leg's kind of bunched up or I've pulled a muscle on my leg. So moderate would be like, I've actually injured myself. Um, so I really like those. And I love the not the weapon, all the character. doesn't matter what you're right. carrying, it's how you use it. Right, yeah, like like kind of tying in with what you say, it's, it's a very flexible thing. I like the fact that, just like the weapons, you're, the way you deal with something dictates what die you roll. It's not like, say, like Dungeons & Dragons, where you're going to roll your strength bonus and your d20. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to quickly do this or cleverly do this or do this in a sneaky fashion. Then you get to roll a different attribute to succeed on that, and that, that dictates how your character interacts with the world, and it dictates how successful you are. Perfect description. Chad took a got demon with a shard of glass. Right. And yeah, like you say, it, it didn't matter that like a, a shard of glass is an improvised weapon, so it does a D4, and the demon has 52 hit points. It's like, <laughs> no, no, it's just like that. The only thing I'm bummed about, wish I'd managed to land more hits on y'all so we could have just played with those conditions. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I had a stunt uh, that w- that tied into conditions that I never got to use called replacement parts. Yeah. So I just kept flubbing those damage rolls, man. It's killing me. <laughs> well, I kind of did the same thing for the last time. We, the last time I ran something, so yeah, you know. I didn't hit you, <laughs> except with a <the> hose. <laughs> I hit you once, but I didn't even manage to get a mild condition on you, man. I kept stealing your weapons. Yeah. yeah. 
For me, you know, once you get into it, I think the system it's smooth. It's pretty easy to grasp and it flows easily, particularly if you've got a group that's willing to take narrative control, mm-hmm. you know, when they succeed with style and, you know, really run with it. Right. And, and get something like that. So, yeah, for that, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's not, you know, if you're not particularly into freeform systems, it may not be for you, but yeah, it, right. it really works well for what it's trying to do. Yeah, as the GM, it was really easy for me to just go, you know what? I don't really know how they I, like I I joked about it I think during the last session but it was honestly true like I, I at one point I said I don't know how you're getting out of this man that's up to you but, <laughs> but yeah you could dictate the scenario you could dictate what you're going to do I'm like yeah you want to say that that's something there sure that's fine that's great that those things those items are in your coat those items are behind the bar let's do whatever it's fine and yeah I like that a lot both as a player and as a GM and uh I uh but yeah I can see also where that could be a little bit of a hassle for other if you're not skilled in the, the area. Well, if you just don't prefer it. If you yeah. prefer like a more straightforward, I know what I'm getting into. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes it's just a matter of mood. I mean, sometimes I like a nice crunchy system. You know, yeah. sometimes depending on what I'm wanting to play, sometimes that's the thing. Sometimes you want to play a redneck mad scientist and his antique dealer buddy running through action movie scenes. Right. You know what? There you go. Exactly. And sometimes you just want to play a third level thief. And both of those are right. Yep. So let's uh, you know let's let's uh, talk about things on that note, things that it, it missed critical misses. What did what did it uh, you know? Well, let's start with Davery. What did it kind of fail? What did it fall down on? You think the only thing that I can think of that was just a real standout problem for me didn't didn't and wouldn't come up right now. It's I'm not so sure how well Demon Hunters is built for a long term game because. Mm-hmm. You, you guys didn't see it. And I will say, if you look in the book, there are excellent rules on, there's charts and tables for how to make up your own other adventures. And they're really well done. Mm-hmm. So you can just make a bunch of roles. Like I made some roles as an example, just a random adventure hook. You have to redeem an enemy, which is a fallen angel who has landed in a suburban area of Maine <laughs> and they're hiding. So you're going to have to go door to door. And the, the angel is attempting to start a cult to create a perfect society. I got 100% of that down to the fact that it's in Maine yeah. from the book, just random rolling. But I, I kind of like the, the nineties TV shows that's based on, I don't know how good it is for long-term and how good it is for just like episodic, mm-hmm. almost like a pretzels and beer sort of pickup. I can say that. Yeah. I, I think maybe with the right group, you could get a longer campaign of it, but yeah, the feel maybe doesn't lend itself to that. It does. Right. It does kind of come across as a short play kind of thing. Like, hey, if you got an afternoon, or hey, if you've got a couple of weeks where you're waiting for something else to come out, you know, sounds like a filler. Yeah, filler a episodes. And for me, for me, it was nothing to actually do with the system itself. For me, it's really the book. It's not. I won't say it's poorly organized, but the layout can be confusing when you're trying to create a character. And there's a lot of flipping back and forth and things that the explanations are somewhere else where it first mentions the rule, and it's just not new player friendly. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think there are parts where it's like, your aspects control your boosts, which control your faith die, and you're jumping from page 30 to page 200 to page 57, and you're just you're going back and forth and back and forth and back. Yeah, I mean, we spent a few minutes while we were creating characters trying to figure out how many faith dice we actually started with. Okay, well, it's include your devotion. How much devotion do you start with? And going to three or four different places in the book to try to find the answer to that, which we eventually found. It's three, by the way. But, uh, you know, it just it took time that didn't need to be taken right kind of reminds me of those old adventure books where it's turn to page 56 to turn right turn to page 32 to turn right choose your own character yeah exactly Mm -hmm. the one part that it 
totally missed for me was the stunt and aspects are not well explained and they don't have a lot of definition. I feel like when I was creating them, I was very confused. I don't like you don't know where in the spectrum it's supposed to to land, mm-hmm. and I think that's important because you can OP a character with the right aspect, the right stunt, and it's, you can underdo it too. It's very reliant on the player to come up with it with with some examples given, but not a lot to choose from. And yeah, but again, it kind of, I think that kind of goes back to the new player thing. Yeah, if yeah. you're not already experienced in it or been guided by somebody that's experienced with it, you kind of flail a little bit trying to come up with an appropriate stunt. Right, because I know, and I know like even for, as a GM, it's kind of sometimes hard to make a judgment call because like specifically your coat, which was a super cool item and I loved it, but kind of falling with the whole stunts versus abilities versus aspects versus just being the fringe role. Like what does it, what would you do? And I'd have, I end up house ruling that a lot of being like, um, it'll give a plus two for another roll, or it'll do this, or like maybe you can re-roll, or it can change aspects. But there's nothing concrete there. No. And I feel like, yeah, like there were times where I was like, I don't know if I'm undervaluing his stuff or overvaluing because like you'd mentioned, damage isn't dictated by the item. So if you say, I pull out a cannon, okay, well, it still is only going to do your combat ops plus your clever. So if you had a cannon or you had a rock, it, yeah. it really doesn't matter. So I can't just say, okay, well, you got a cool cannon. It does a lot of damage. Well, that's not how damage works. I guess it comes down to the ability to deal with the narrative. It right, comes down yeah. to how you, well you can describe what you're using it for. Yeah, but again, but again if you're a new GM or a yeah. new set of players, yeah. that can kind of lead to confusion and a little bit of flailing. Right. And, that's the one know. thing as a new player. I, if I didn't have you guys here, I think I would have been totally lost. I think it would have been one of those things that I read and didn't understand enough of it what was going on or don't have enough experience in these kind of alternate nar- narrative-driven systems or the ones that I have played have give a bit more definition to really be able to understand the stunts and aspects. To I also felt like they're an element weren't given enough definition between the two to really show what they were. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, and on that same note, how about... Uh... Well, we can we can sanity check it. Is there anything, you know, we've talked about what it kind of failed or fell down on. Is there anything that just didn't make sense that was just sort of out of place in the system, like it was bolted on? I think all the mechanics functioned smoothly together. Like I said, there were there were places I could have, like like Andrew said, I could have stood to see more explanation. But mm-hmm. as a cohesive set of rules, the way we understood them, I think they all flowed together, and I think they all interlocked well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would. I didn't see anything that wasn't a necessity for the the mechanisms of the system. I thought it was really good. And with that, our fourth and final area, save versus death. Yeah. So does does it make it? Would you play this? Yeah. Yeah. For this sort of game, yeah, I'd absolutely play this game. It's a lot of fun. Oh, anywhere, anytime. And I would definitely play Baltus again. I I freaking (laughs) love that character. Well, I would definitely run it and I would definitely play it again because running it, it's super easy. You just come up with a ridiculous idea and just say, you know what? I'm going to make these guys deal with, uh, let's say, a traveling circus from Atlantis. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. Yeah. All Sounds, right, so I think we can say it passes awesome. then. Yeah, it does definitely pass. Yeah, sounds great. Well, uh, I think that's everything there. With that, we're going to sign off. That was Demon Hunters, a comedy of terrors. If you want to hear more or suggest something else we should play, please check us out on fortunesuntoldpodcast at gmail.com, the Fortunes Untold Facebook or Twitter. You can also find us on Google Play or iTunes, as well as nerdsonearth.com for all your games, comics, movies, TV, and nerdy needs. Thank you for listening and roll on.